0: podcast out chairs honestly though good lumbar support
1: is critical
2: i i've heard that term my entire life no clue what that is it's
0: like the curvature of
1: the back how's your lumbar over there matt yeah honestly, but like do you want, want a
0: lot of lumbar like do you, you want, want a lot some, of curvature or do you, you want, want you want it enough dependent upon your spinal structure so how but i feel like
2: every is. person has a unique spinal that's structure, why you right?
0: that's that's why it might that's why you really gotta like Every l- every chair. lumbar so, is a snowflake. So like
2: every every chair is like like you like you need a sh- unique chair to you. Not necessarily. Why does no one have? Do people have like custom chair companies where they oh, take absolutely. a mold of your back and put that into a chair back?
1: My old boss did. Like a tempur chair. What? Oh, that's real stuff. Like, like you can... go
0: and get
2: a mold of your back
1: taken, oh, I, and, and
0: if, you, if you're serious, if you have legit back problems too, oh yeah, like there's guys that'll drop some huge dough for a good lumbar chair. You better believe that. Why do you included. know so much about this? I'll just say I used to know a guy. Well, I know a I know We're back on the
1: mostly NBA <laughs> podcast. Uh I'm sorry, Matt, finish what you were saying.
0: No, no. I mean, just one of my one of my old buddies, his dad is a chiropractor, so I've heard a lot about it over the years, so that's for sure.
2: The same excessive.
0: Maybe a little.
1: The NBA has my full attention again, guys. We just went through a very exciting trade deadline, but before we can get to that, this is the mostly NBA podcast. Michael Higgins, Aiden Darmody, Matt LeVay, guys. Let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick. Um, pretty exciting. We finally uh, we we got we got something that nobody thought was going to happen. Everybody kind of throughout the playoffs was banking on New England kind of just having a boring road and winning the Super Bowl. And hey, hey, Underdogs. that's strip sack. What a, my goodness, out of all the times to possibly
0: make a play. Like, heading down the stretch, stream, I'm like, there's no way, dude. Like, this defense is getting beat and, up. And they and didn't get to him. Up. No, not at all. It was the
2: first act of the game.
0: Yeah, it came at the perfect possible time. I mean, that's, and did you see on the sidelines, He was kind of funny watching the sound effects afterwards when they posted that. And who is it? Like, LeGarrette blunts on the sidelines. He's like, dude, someone on defense has to make a play right now, has to make a play. And then right after that,
1: boom. And it seemed like they were close to making a play a couple times. Like, they were, that's a pretty... Energetic, intense defense, and uh, yeah, you're right though to make a play right there. That I was shocked. That was fun. I don't know. Did you guys have fun? Did you watch it?
2: Um, I I hate both of these. These are two of my three least favorite teams. Who's the other one? In the, uh, the Cowboys. Okay. So it was not a very exciting Super Bowl for me going into it. So I did not watch the first quarter. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. But as the game eased in, and I saw it was a good game. You know, I just put my biases aside and just wanted to watch some good football. Well, it's
1: one of those things also where it's like if you start the game and you hate both teams, you I feel like in a good game, especially in a high-stakes game like that, you eventually start rooting for someone. Did that happen?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, I I started rooting for the Eagles. It just kind of happened. Me too. It, I, I hate both teams, but, like, I couldn't see the Patriots win a sixth one. That's just
1: gross. Like, I don't want to see that, you know? So, um, but I also I, I kind of see, see it as the same as like watching Alabama win. Now it's kind of just boring. Like if it happens for well, me, whatever.
2: Alabama is different for me because it's. I enjoy Alabama more than I, I enjoy, enjoy the Patriots. I I actually I really like Alabama because to me it's just so impressive that they lose all of their coaches every single year to them getting promotions at other places, and they lose all of their players every two or three years. It's a whole brand new roster speaking of so for me it's it's a really cool new experience every single time whereas the patriots yeah they have a lot of guys come and go but it's always brady it's always belichick and they've had the same assistants for a while so like you can grow to hate them more
1: that's a good way of putting it yeah (laughs) but speaking of coaches leaving coordinators can we talk about mcdaniels right now like that was like I what? have never heard of anything like that. That we, was crazy. That was he, disgusting. Had, That's he, honestly was, horrible business. He was man. hours away from a press conference. Like the Colts' last tweet was like, catch uh catch Josh McDaniels press conference, you know, at noon today. Yep. And then it came out that McDaniels just backed out of it. And then his agent didn't even know. He his agent dropped him. Yeah.
2: That was terrible. And like not only just for the Colts and all their fans, but they had hired what? They had already had three or four assistants signed to contracts, and and he had already promised other assistants jobs with the Colts. So now you're talking about a group of eight, nine, ten guys and all of their families who were counting on you doing this and this happening, and you just let them all down and betrayed all of them. Like, it's not this. You just betrayed the Colts. You betrayed yeah. ten people and their entire families
1: more
0: yeah. than yourself there yeah
1: yeah and for what what else does he have to gain in new england
2: i mean to be the head coach in new england
1: do you think that's what they, does I, he have I some think, sort of inside information no
2: like? i i would mike this is just a guess but i don't think i think bill belichick and, and and robert Kraft are too too smart to guarantee him hey i'm gonna retire in three years and you can be the head coach like, i don't think that would happen but I think there is definitely some sort of assurance that 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 would come about once Bill Belichick retires when that time comes, because that will come eventually. Who knows? I mean, I had some people like I remember reading some people who were saying Bill Belichick is going to retire in a year or two. I personally don't see that. I think he would want to try and coach without Brady. Uh, just a guess of mine. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I think uh, there has to be some sort of idea that that McDaniel's is coach and waiting.
1: Do you think that that isn't something that would have happened? Like that wasn't sitting on the table if he left. It was only if he stayed and no, for, not for, gonna, for who knows how well, I don't long. Know if He's not gonna leave for the Colts yeah, for
2: five yeah. years and then the Patriots job opens up and then he comes back. Why not? If
1: you're established in that if job, you're established, why would you leave? Yeah. he sense. already established himself. He doesn't have, he, he's well, been so there. No, I'm switch. saying, you I mean, say, he,
2: say he goes to the Colts and he wins the Super Bowl and then that year Bill Belichick retires, like you're not then going to go to the Patriots. Yeah. And also by that time, say it's five years from now, then by that time maybe Tom Brady has yeah, retired. I mean, that's
1: a very hypothetical situation. No, they I win get the that. the Super Bowl But in I'm saying,
2: but if you're talking four or five years down the road and you're no longer a part of that organization, you can never. A very similar thing happened with Bill Belichick and the Giants when Parcells was there.
0: Great documentary, by the
1: way. Yeah,
2: but Bel- Belichick left. That didn't then make him the coach in waiting for the Giants when he was. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just
1: saying. Do you think that you you know you're saying that you think that maybe Kraft, that maybe it was made known that if he stays there when that job opens up, he's pretty much next in line. Do you think that?
2: No, that doesn't happen if he leaves. Why would they? No, no, no.
1: Like I'm not that. saying that that they would come out and say you know hey. This job's open whenever you want to come back. But do you think that he didn't feel that he had a shot? Like, I, I just don't understand it, I guess. I, I don't know why you would not take such a great opportunity right now for something that may or may not happen five years down the road. Like, I,
2: I mean, it's a risk for sure for him. And, um, I mean, his agent reportedly told him it's the biggest mistake of his career. Uh, because it doesn't look how, good. Because of how much of a He can't get hired anywhere besides the Patriots now. He just can't. No one's going to hire him. And maybe, I mean, maybe four or five years from now, if that whole thing doesn't work out and the dust settles, then maybe. But I think, I believe ESPN did an article. Actually, no, it was Peter King. SI Peter King did an article that I read that uh, the idea is that Josh McDaniels will get more involved in the player personnel side of it, and he will start to learn more about how Bill Belichick runs the team. So that he can start being groomed for it in that way, but he is never, but he wasn't given an assurance that the job is his, and that once Bill Belichick retires, but there it that that'll be the case. That's not not going to happen.
1: That's that's a weird situation. That that's a, I don't know. Something isn't sitting well with me there.
2: Well, yeah, it shouldn't sit well with you. It wasn't the right thing to do. That's why it doesn't sit well.
1: Yeah, but even like this whole looking to the future, Belichick is he going to say like that is weird to me? It's like just. I don't know. It's it, it, like you said, it's risky. It's no one's looking, disagreeing it's, with it's, you, Michael. I'm just saying. I'm just saying my opinion. It's yeah. Just like looking down the line, seems like a weird strategy here, especially now that you said that his future is pretty much wiped out anywhere else. Um, all right, that's McDaniel's. Super Bowl, talked about it. Good game. Are we done with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the t- trade deadline then. A couple days ago now. Um, as of this podcast recording. And it went from like dead, like pretty much like uh rumor here and there, uh, Kemba might get traded if they can get the right offer, so like whoa, <laughs> explosion around eleven in the morning um when do you guys wanna should wanna, we start tackle that first,
2: yeah, sure, should we start with the uh the Blake Griffin trade that happened right. about two weeks before the
1: trade deadline?' Because right. we
2: haven't talked about that since it happened,
1: true, so backtracking.
2: Yeah, so backtracking to about two weeks before the trade deadline. Was it two weeks? It was yeah, about, it was, I thought it was about a week. No, it was like January 29th.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Jan-
2: January 29th.
1: Wow. God, you were good. Can I say, Michael? Um, you had the date in front of you.
2: I looked at it like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I take
1: back what I said. Uh. You're good.
2: <laughs> um, What are you talking about? Like Griffin. Oh, yeah. So the Clippers make the move to take a dramatic shift in the direction of the organization and trade Blake Griffin. What do you guys think about that?
1: For the Clippers or the Pistons?
2: For both teams.
1: It was heavily, I think as a, a he-
2: trade as a trade overall. So so for it was the fans out lopsided. there that somehow don't know, um, the Pistons received Blake Griffin, Bryce Johnson, and Willie Reed. The Clippers got Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, Boban Mariano... I can never pronounce his name. Marianovich. Yeah. I'm just calling to call him Bobon. is fine. Um Detroit's first round pick this year and their second round pick next year. Okay. So just I think this is a very easy question. But let's start th- out. Who got the better end of this deal?
1: The Clippers wiped them out. That was absolutely an insanely lopsided trade for a guy who the Pistons are way overvaluing, especially on that team. I don't think Blake Griffin even really fits on that team. Why why would you want your best player is a is a big man. They're just the—they're a worse
2: version of what the Clippers were three years ago.
1: Much worse version. Because
2: uh, they have Andre Drummond, and then that, that compares to DeAndre Jordan. I take DeAndre Jordan over to Andre Drummond. Then they have an older, more injury-prone Blake Griffin, and then they have Reggie Jackson instead of Chris Paul.
1: And now they don't have. And now they Tobias have Tobias Harris, a guy, a, a veteran off the bench, and Avery yeah. Bradley. that and is... and
2: the, yeah, they have no depth. They're the Clippers of three years ago, just a lot worse.
1: I was going to say a lot worse because even then. I don't know. The Pistons' peak so far has been eighth seed.
2: Yeah, so now they get to be a sixth seed for the next three, four years. If, if which they're is, lucky, I which think. is stupid. I, I mean, I would. If we're grading this trade on a scale of A to F, I'm giving this an F. This was stupid. I don't, I don't see the point of it for the Pistons.
1: And also, heard, also with those picks in there, I mean, a, as if yeah. Harris and Bradley wasn't losing enough depth now they're losing future picks like that this it doesn't make sense to me at all especially I mean, it, it it would it would even be not great of a trade because of how much they gave up if it was for you know a really good wing or something like that but it's Blake Griffin it's like how much are you gonna clog up the interior I mean Drummond and Gr- I mean it you know that being said it's it was sort of working with Cousins and Davis before Cousins got great. But,
2: but both of those players can can
1: spread out can spread out yeah. and
2: can shoot And Anthony Davis isn't on another planet athleticism wise than either one than
1: Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond. And I love watching DeMarcus Cousins shoot the ball.
2: Yeah. I mean and I think the Clippers actually I hated it when they signed Blake Griffin because they're gonna pay him what, I think it was thirty five million dollars a year to start out. Or was it on average thirty five a year for the next five years, which is makes no sense for an injury-prone 30-year-old power forward in in this day and age NBA. It just makes no sense. So now they get a 25-year-old solid wing player in Tobias Harris. They get a 28-year-old who uh, Avery Bradley is having a down year but he still is a I think he's a good player.
1: And there, there's more than just a player there. He's such a presence. He's yeah. been in the playoffs so many times. He's such a good defender. I mean, he's a he, that's a presence there. Exactly. A big bench he piece has, to lose. But is it fair to say though, this year like if you've watched any of their games
0: like he hasn't been it just hasn't clicked this year.
2: Really. Yeah, he said the worst season of his career, I would say. But I mean, it's still I think it's one of those things where a change of scenery can bring about a a, a positive change for a yeah. player. And the Clippers also got two picks. I'm very—I like a lot what the Clippers did. They don't—I think beyond 2020, I don't know if they have any cap space used up.
1: The other thing is, Blake Griffin, I think, has already peaked. And his position in the NBA, there is a ceiling. I mean, the NBA has changed so much that if if you're that big as a power forward, as a four, and you can't spread the floor, you're kind of— a puzzle piece that doesn't fit really anywhere.
2: Yeah, I think he has to be the third best player on a champion, like on a with two other great players around him for that. That to be have like to make a, it
1: literally work on the floor. Yeah, like for
2: that to be like a championship level team. The which, other
1: thing is the Clippers. They're they're doing it at the right time. That that last team. I, well, I mean, obviously Paul is gone now. So I think that last team had one year, they had one shot to really win it, and that was when they were up 3-1 on the Rockets and blew that semifinal. Which, you know, watching them get to that 3-1 lead, by the way, in that series, I I truly thought they could win the finals. That was their year. That team was going nowhere and just continued to get hurt, as Aiden said. So I think that the Clippers timed it pretty much perfectly. I, I am kind of shocked that Jordan didn't get traded, DeAndre Jordan. But- I mean,
2: I think... Yeah, I don't know why he didn't either. Um I would have liked to see them trade him and just get anything back cuz I think so they should glad let, he didn't get traded I think tabs. they should let him walk after this year cuz he has a player option and I don't think they should really push hard for him to pick it up. And I don't think they should try to re-sign him. So I I would have liked to see them try and trade him.
1: You can cuz you can get something for him right now. Yeah. Someone's going
0: to Yeah. give up too much. It was funny though. Did you guys see what Woj said? Um, like that night of the trade deadline. He said that, or was it, no, it might have been Windhorse. One of the two guys was talking about how they thought, LA's front office thought they had a deal with Cleveland, like on two separate occasions, like fully thought they had a deal. Then like something happened on Cleveland's end. So I mean, good for you, like you're talking about. But he literally said their GMs and their front office twice that day, like on their part, thought that there was a deal done. Like that's just weird. But I mean,
2: that's really weird. Are they becoming the Browns?
1: Don't say that. Don't put that evil on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speaking of weird trades, I, I feel so bad for the Orlando Magic. I used to hate them as a Cavs fan. They were, you know, knocked us out of the playoffs one year. I was living in Orlando, and I'd get, you know, a bunch of negative attitudes from Magic fans who were trying to taunt me. That had to have been a tough time. It was Honestly, tough. looking back But I've let it go. The Magic have been so bad for so long. I've just... I don't think he has let it go, honestly. I think it's still slightly salty, but it's it's wearing on him. There is one grain of salt. For just the city, I just want to see them have a team that's exciting. That's such a nice arena. And, you know, when they're winning, people show up. And the Magic, you know, they've had their very long period to rebuild, and they've really screwed it up. And, you know, now looking at Victor Oladipo as an all-star, you know, and what he's doing... And looking at the Magic draft picks, continue to just disappoint. And the latest thing, they just traded point guard Alfred Payton for a second-round pick to the Phoenix Suns. Second-round pick, which shocked me. I mean, I...
2: I mean, what else do you think you're going to get from the guy?
1: No, no, no. It's not about that. It's what else I thought they were going to get for the guy. Yeah,
2: sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. Like, what else do you think you're going oh. to He's a... I mean, he's a... He's going to hit restricted free agency this year. He hasn't really showed he's a, a whole he's, lot of promise. He's a starter he on
1: a bad team. I feel like a starter on a bad team, you should get more than a second-round pick for. I don't know. Maybe a second-round pick and a bench player. You know, a, a veteran guy who can come in and at least be a presence for Orlando. I feel like just—I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird <laughs> to me. He was their starter for, what, three years? Yeah. Starting point guard, and he, you know— he has I mean, his moments.
2: I, I, I personally, I kind of like... I, I don't... Don't I'm, tell me you liked that. So, he tra- the Suns traded a second-round pick for him. I kind of am fine with it for both teams.
1: I'm fine with it for Phoenix. I think so, Orlando so is just Phoenix, so sad.
2: Can we just mention how Phoenix, at one point in time, I believe, had Gorn Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, and Eric Bledsoe all on one team. That's like one of the best like point guard guards, rotations yeah. in the past five, six, seven years. And they traded all of them for pretty much nothing. And now they have no point guard. And Devin Booker has been having to play point guard for him. So I don't know what Phoenix is doing overall with their organization. But I think it's a low cost for Phoenix to to, to get a 35-40 a game look at Alfred Payton and see if maybe they want to keep him through restrictive free agency and maybe he can be the point guard of the future. And he's still very young. But for the Magic, I mean... His contract is up after this year. They're not – like, I think they're at a point where they know that they're not going to keep him, so why not just get something for him? And I don't think anyone else is going to give up something better than a second-round pick. I mean, the Suns suck, so a second-round pick from them is is better than most.
1: A little off topic. We're still on topic of the Suns here. Is Josh Jackson not having a great year?
0: He can't score. Yeah, he's had had his moments, but it's
1: averaging 11.1, but he's not starting anymore. I don't think.
2: Uh, What was? I think he's he's too young. He can't score. He's underdeveloped, but he's a good defender, though.
1: I picked the wrong game to watch.
0: I've watched one Suns game. It was last week when they were playing Dallas, and he scored like 20 that game. Yeah, because it
2: was
1: Dallas. That's what I mean. But that's that's only game. What? uh, There's another sad team. Yeah, no kidding.
0: What are
2: you talking about? They have Harrison Barnes. He's better than Kyrie. I hate you. I knew Dirk's bring up still Harris
1: out there, Barnes. But no, I mean Dallas is like what the Milwaukee Bucks were a few years ago. They they made so many deals over the past few years just to stay as the eight seed. That yeah, it was ugh, stupid. I hate it.
2: But they have they could be good in a couple of years if I mean I think Harrison Barnes is still like twenty six, twenty seven. They have Dennis, Dennis Smith, Smith's gonna and be then they're really going to have good. another good draft pick this year if they do well on that. You know, they could be.
1: It's a lot to choose. They from could this be a seven seed again, right? Yeah. I think they just need Brian Cardinal back. Um, another little,
2: another little small random trade that happened during the trade trade deadline that I was not a big fan of. The Nuggets traded Emmanuel Mudiay, um, for pretty much nothing. In my, I mean, I mean, I.
0: Do we have some numbers on the moodster this year? I I got him.
2: So, so it was a three-team deal. The Knicks received Emmanuel Mudiay. The Nuggets got Devin Harris and the worst of the Knicks and Clippers' second-round pick this year, and the Mavericks got Doug McDermott and Portland's second-round pick.
1: Moutier is currently averaging 8.7 a game Yikes! with uh, two rebounds.
2: He's their backup point guard, I think. Who's their starting point guard?
1: Three assists. Who, Denver's starting point guard?
2: Yeah, I don't think he's their starting point guard. Was he not starting? Really? I think they have someone
1: else. Denver's weird. I was really hoping. Last year, they were pretty promising. Yeah, they were high on them last year.
0: Who's their three? Okay, we're talking. Wils-
1: Wilson what? Chandler. Who, oh, yeah. So it would be... Denver 2020. Richard Jefferson. There we go. Ayo.
2: <sighs> okay, back to the Nuggets trade. I mean, I think I just don't get this for the Nuggets. Like I get that they're trying to make a playoff push and be the five or six seed and compete in the playoffs. So I understand where Devin Harris comes in. Cause that's a, you know, he's a solid veteran point guard and he can, you know, bring good basketball IQ to the team. He's a safe player, but I mean, a Moody Moody, a still very young, very athletic player. And I mean, he, he hasn't, he hasn't really clicked yet, but, just to get Devin Harris in a second-round pick, to me seems you're really selling low on, I think it was the sixth overall pick in the draft.
1: And he was like third in rookie of the year voting that year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he, like the dude still has a lot of potential for his age. And I just, I, I, I think the Nuggets are, are making a play just to simply be the five seed this year instead of the seven seed. But then they're kind of forgetting about after this year, two, three years from now. I think
1: it's always, I think it's more of a risk trading away a very young, athletic player who showed the upside that Moutier has shown. It's more of a risk to do that than to take a risk on that same player, for sure. I mean, they pretty much were betting against the possible upside of him. Yeah.
2: I mean, I also don't really get this trade for the Knicks because they have Frank Nikitla and then who. Has
1: who Orlando tried to get? Yeah,
2: and then they also, and then they just trade for Emmanuel Mudiay, and they're both unproven point guards. Who you're? I mean, I guess that increases your odds of one of them clicking, but uh, it seems kind of redundant to me.
1: The Knicks without Porzingis, I I feel so bad about some of these injuries because they're looking like a mess. And God, I I hate seeing all these really bad knee injuries. I hate that. Did Demarcus Cousins hurt his Achilles? Was yeah, that yeah it was his Achilles. Achilles. That hurt me too, cause I especially because like the Pelicans, Pelicans were starting to play really well, and I think I think they had figured it out with those big guys and Cousins especially. He was having a he was just really coming off like a stretch. 40 and 20 yeah. night, and God that that really hurts me. I hate awesome I hate seeing seeing that happen, and poor Zingas getting hurt uh, not too long ago now. So yeah, but that just you know takes me back. I think the Knicks are in bad bad shape right now. And they were looking like like an yeah, no, outside just, playoff contender for a bit there.
2: I think they're just going to tank for a playoff spot. If I mean, for a, for a draft pick now.
1: I mean, understandable. I can't imagine the morale there is very high right now. Is Joachim Noah still there?
2: Uh, Yeah, he has left the team. Yeah. Like, Because so, he had a fight with Jeff Ornesec. So he just doesn't come to the team anymore. But he's still making, I think, remember like how, $20 million a year. Remember
1: how valuable he was? He worked so hard. Dude, he can't, I used like, to
0: love watching him play on, the, on, the, on though.
1: Chicago, yeah. though. He's blowing chunks on the floor now.
2: Yeah. He hasn't
1: played at all this year. Mm-hmm. Remember those 2011 Bulls teams, though? Dude, those are, those are s- hot So stuff,
2: overrated though. team. I don't know you them. think so? They lost to the Heat in five games. They lost
0: oh,
1: well, in the, the, the first Oh, the Heat round. were steamrolling were at good. that point, <laughs>
0: though. wasn't yeah. a bad team, though. Like, I didn't say it
2: was a bad team. Mean, I said it was overrated. I think, think the Bulls were legit.
0: No one's saying that they were great,
1: but I mean, it was a good team. I think they were too young. Fair. Yeah. Taj Gibson was like in his second year. I'm still Ooh. salty
2: because they gave Derek Rose the MVP instead of LeBron just because it was his first year with the Heat. That was so stupid. And they
1: wanted to change it up a little bit. I that feel was like. so
2: stupid. Derek Rose averaged like 23 points a game and they were like, hey, we'll give you the MVP.
1: I always found that a little weird too. But, and I, it's just made it sadder now because like Derek Rose will be like the only MVP to just flame out like almost immediately after. Um,. What else you got? Okay, so now Cavs. Excellent.
2: Cavs trade deadline. That was a big day.
1: Let's start with the first one. Big
2: day for the organization.
1: Here's here's a little bit of a timeline. You know, week leading up to the trade deadline, you hear, well, number one, the Cavs are in disarray. They were absolutely, they were embarrassing. They were bumming it. They were the laughing stock of the NBA, pretty much, because there wasn't a team that was supposed to be that good, that was playing so badly for several seasons, probably, honestly. So... Obviously, something needed to be done, and with the Cavs, the last few years, you know, when something needs to be done, it gets done in a big way, usually at the deadline. But you know, now we've got Kobe Altman instead of David Griffin as the GM, so I was kind of not sure of what to expect. You know, hearing the rumors about, oh, could the Cavs land Kemba? You know, could the Cavs unload
2: DeAndre? That,
1: that's really what I didn't want to happen. And I'm glad it didn't. But let's let's go to the, the trade deadline day of the trade deadline. Cavs are talking to the Lakers. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, uh oh. At this point, I instantly
2: knew that that was for Jordan. At Clarkson, this point, I'd heard that before. It
1: was pretty apparent that Isaiah Thomas was not working out, and it was it was starting to get a little toxic. Which is really weird to me, but I mean we don't have to comment too much on that. He was playing injured basically, and. None of them were playing well. I think
2: it makes sense. I mean, I kind of thought... Oh, it
1: makes perfect sense.
2: But I think it's an interesting thing when a player is a very good player. Like, when, when two star players are playing together, right? But neither... And one is obviously a better player, but I think it's an intricate... But the other one is still clearly a star in his own right. And he's too much of a star to just instantly step down. But he's not a big enough star for them to share equally. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that's kind of, that's pretty much what happened.
1: So let's. That didn't really make a lot of sense. So let's. (laughs) I I know what you're going for. Uh,
2: I I worded it badly. We'll cut it out.
1: Okay. So the trade that ended up happening the Lakers send Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr., who was from Cleveland, or. Around Cleveland, Northeast Ohio. Pops, baby. To the Cavs for... Channing Frye and Isaiah Thomas and, and the, Cavs the, pick, Cavs pick. Pick. the Cavs first round, not pick. first round, not
2: the Brooklyn pick, the Cavs first round. Well, pick.
1: when I first saw pick and first round, I thought, "Oh my God, what yeah, did you they just a freak do?" Out, what did? Dude, yeah, you yeah I, I was, I was for the listeners out. right now. I was texting these guys. I, I think
2: should we read through the text?
1: No, no. There's some profanity in there that we probably shouldn't be sharing. <laughs> I don't
2: but, think you. I think I might have sworn. I don't think. Oh,
1: I did. certainly was. I was uh, when I thought that was the Brooklyn pick. But anyway, we were we were live reacting to all these things that were going on this day. And I I still think that maybe a first rounder is is a bit to give up there, but I think the Lakers made out pretty well on that trade. Um, I think the I think but I think it works for both teams. The Cavs you know get a very athletic guy in Larry Nance. They get a a guard. We desperately needed guards. They get a young guard, relatively young guard, and Jordan Clarkson. He's
2: twenty five. I say that's young.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like a rookie, but like what I'm saying, like he's he's a young athletic guy. He's not a 31 year old Isaiah Thomas who's coming off a big hip surgery or a hip injury or whatever. Yeah. So I think that works out for both teams and I think the Lakers did exactly what they wanted. They opened up a bunch of space to go after the biggest names this offseason.
2: Which and I think and a couple of people point this out the second it happened is, happen, is uh, it's interesting that the Cavs are the ones that allowed them to do that cuz everyone knows that the Lakers are going to try and Push for a combo of Paul George and LeBron James. The Cavs summer.
1: must strongly believe LeBron's I, not leaving. I, I strongly believe. I don't strongly believe, but I believe that LeBron.
2: I'm not a leaving. big fan of what they did during the trade deadline. They weren't just going to accept like oh, whatever happens, happens, we hope LeBron stays. They were aggressive, and they put their cards on the table and told LeBron, this is what we're going to do for you if things aren't working, stay. Like, this is, we can make things work for you here. This is, like, your best fit. Well, they here.
1: absolutely transformed that roster by the end of the day. The next trade was, what, Rodney Hood for Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose?
2: Yeah, so the Cavs got George Hill, Rodney Hood, and the draft rights to Arturas Gu day tis
1: good day with the names today
2: uh i'm working on it the jazz got jay crowder derrick rose who they waived and the right to swap the 2024 second round pick with the cavaliers i think that was the really important part of this trade That's that's the big piece that they wanted. yeah and then the kings got iman shumpert joe johnson the heats 2020 second round pick from the cavaliers um cash two point one million from the Cavaliers and one point one million from the
1: Jazz. To clarify this was a three team trade.
2: Yeah, sorry. And the draft rights to Demetrios Agravanis. Beautiful. I'm I'm working on these names. Well guys.
1: done. I thought
2: I think the and I think that this trade is obviously the biggest part of what they did during the trade deadline. I think Rodney oh, we
1: didn't rent- did we mention Rodney Hood? Yeah. Okay. Rodney
2: Hood is the best player that they got. I was on he's trade the one deadline. I'm most excited he, about. That, yeah.
1: if he I was can, actually pretty shocked that Utah would give him up for for what yeah. they got back.
2: I think the only reason that they do that is two. One, he's a restricted free agent this year. So if the Cavs want to keep him, they're gonna to have to pay someone's gonna pay him a lot of money. And you're gonna to have to match that. Which how who knows how much Dan Gilbert's going to want to be paying because he's already been over the tax for four years now, and two because Rodney Hood has had a lot of problems with injuries throughout his career, so I think that like, if Rodney Hood stays healthy, I think that's a huge huge addition for the Cavs. He can score, he's a good defender, he can switch multiple positions, and he's young. I, I just think it comes down to health he's, and he's
1: a long athletic wing. That's yeah. exactly what you know. Get a get thirteen of those guys, put them on the roster with LeBron. That's that's what's gonna work. I yeah. mean, I, I I was pretty shocked at how well the Cavs were able to make out by ending up with on top of you know good athletic pieces, Rodney Hood. Yeah, and I love specifically,
2: I love George Hill. I think he bring he's a he's a good shooter. He's third in the league this year in three point percentage. Which when you're playing with LeBron, you're gonna shoot a lot of open threes he's a he's a very smart player and he's a veteran who's been in the playoffs before and he knows he knows how that works and how I mean, that he's, goes he'll be a
1: great addition i think he's been a point guard for very good teams number one seeds in the playoffs yeah like, so and i and that's something we actually talked about in the last podcast was how how okay we all were with george hill to the Cavs if that were to happen um that was un, that was another one of the rumors we heard obviously we didn't imagine all these guys leaving and then of course trading Wade to the Heat, Um, that was obviously something that was talked about between Wade LeBron and ownership, Um, something that Wade is very excited to do, something that Heat fans are thrilled uh, to have him back. Uh, Talk about that, guys. I know we've got...
2: That was just... I mean, if anyone saw it, his return to Miami, that was just a really touching moment. I thought it was awesome. And he came up with a clutch block with like a minute left in the game, which was... Perfect ending. That was just perfect. He didn't have a great game, but that clutch block was incredible. Back to the Cavs really quickly. I love that they got George Hill, not just because it's George Hill, but that allows Jordan Clarkson to come off the bench who can run their second unit. And I think George Jordan Clarkson can play off, but I think he's best when he's when he's the primary ball handler, and I think he'll be able to run their second unit when LeBron needs a break, and he can run that well and be the main guy. And
1: all of a sudden, this team can shoot again. This team has shooters. This team has athleticism. This team has depth. They, they took a bunch of old guys and turned them into a bunch of young athletic wings, guards and wings. I I I was floored by what they were able to do. They transformed that team. And to, to recap, outgoing, Derek Rose, Jay Crowder, Channing Frye, Iman Shumpert, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. Incoming, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, George Hill.
2: They got three 25-year-olds and, and a 31-year-old, which is great. And I think I read a stat on ESPN that they unloaded six of their seven worst three-point shooters. Wow. Yeah. The only uh, one in their bottom seven who remains is Jeff Green.
1: I love Jeff Green. But
2: the other six players that they traded were six of their seven worst
0: three-point
1: shooters. I wouldn't have guessed that, actually. Yeah. For
0: Fry or Crowder. Especially not Fry, I'd say, out of those. I mean, that's what he's like supposed to be known for, you know?
2: I mean, he's played like a grand total of That's 12. That's true. Matches. It hasn't <laughs> been a lot of minutes, but still. Yeah. I mean, and Isaiah was isaiah has been shooting like 25% yeah. from three.
1: It's been bad.
0: Good debut with the Lakers, though.
1: Yeah. So, real quick, I'll turn this into a love-hate. Do you guys love that trade? Hate that trade? I, love, I like it. I love yeah. everything oh. the Cats did. Like so, I was like, that was a pretty easy one.
2: I mean, the my instant reaction to the Jordan Clarkson-Larry Nance trade where they gave up Isaiah Thomas, I instantly thought, that's too much. They shouldn't have given up Isaiah because it's Jordan Clarkson, who I like, but he's not special, and Larry Nance Jr., who I like, but is not special, and Isaiah Thomas was an All Star last year and averaged twenty eight points a game. Um, and obviously hasn't played well, but for me the potential, like I, it instantly clicked for me. Like I think that's too much giving up Isaiah. But then I thought about it more and more, and it it kind of hit me that they can't wait on Isaiah to to heal. They can't do that and they're going to have to pay him 30 million a year after this year. And there's
1: been a lot of comparing him to oh, Isaiah that was third in the NBA in scoring last year. He just you just that. don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Yeah.
2: And and defensively, he's the biggest liability and he's the worst defender in the NBA. He's a great offensive player, but you're not going to win against the Warriors or the Celtics in the playoffs with the worst defender on the NBA playing 30 in the NBA playing 35
1: minutes. And year. though he's shown how valuable he can be! Come on, you get in the playoffs, you put a lockdown wing on him. He's 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 five nine. I mean, come yeah. on, that that is that is a big point to make. I think the fact. I don't know. I think there's only so much he can be, and he already was it last season.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I mean, it sucks to trade him after he already went through that tough trade with Boston. Oh, but I feel I feel
1: horrible for the guy. I mean, he's... but I mean, I
2: think it I think it had to happen. I hope he does well with the Lakers, but I, he just didn't fit. On the Cavs from day one, it it just he just didn't fit. It it never
1: got better. That whole Cavs team, they they seemed like such a project in the beginning of the year, and they never seemed like a team. They seemed like a bunch of names. And uh, I know that you know, based on as of this recording, the Cavs this new Cavs team has only played one game together, and And they, they
2: destroyed Boston.
1: They blew out Boston. They ran them off the floor. But I think that there's you know I think that there's an adjustment period coming where they're gonna lose four or five in a row at some point. But I think that this hey, team is much better equipped. I don't think they're equipped. ever
2: going to lose again. That's good.
1: <laughs> I think this team is much better equipped for the playoffs. This team is much better equipped for the future. Um, major props to the Cavs. And as a Cavs fan, I'm very excited.
2: That's what's most impressive to me is they improved themselves for this year and their ability to win championship this year. But they also improved themselves for the future. Say LeBron walks.
1: They cut a lot of dead weight.
2: Yeah, say LeBron walks after this year. You, I mean, Brooklyn's been... Brooklyn was gonna give you guys the eighth overall pick a couple weeks ago, but now they're they're like they have the third or fourth worst record in the league. They've been struggling. They're
1: finally. They've been struggling even more recently.
2: I mean, if you have George Hill, Rodney Hood, a top five pick, and Kevin Love, I think that could still potentially be a playoff team next year.
1: Oh, I miss Kevin Love. By the way, when he comes back, I don't think there's gonna be any period of like adjustment i think that's gonna it's yeah. gonna get so good oh how yeah.
2: about i love cd Osman. we didn't talk we uh, it's chetty it's chetty oh, it's yes, chetty? oh chetty. i'm sorry it's chetty okay well, i i love him he's a he's a 22 year old rookie but he plays like a veteran because he i think he's played um seven years of professional basketball in turkey he's been playing wow. professional basketball
1: they drafted him several since... years ago and stashed him <laughs> they stashed <laughs> him in turkey yeah. and then he was always going to come over this season and so people have kind of been waiting on, you know, he's this project. People checking in on his stats every once in a while. But yeah, I think we drafted him in 2016.
2: He's a great energy player. He does all the little things, and he can run the court. He can guard multiple positions. He can, he was guarding Kyrie Irving for a couple of possessions on on Sunday. Was it Sunday the game? Yeah. Yeah. He was guarding. He guarded Kyrie Irving and guarded him well for multiple possessions on Sunday. I was really impressed by that.
1: Did you see that back and forth, LeBron and Kyrie, in the beginning? Yeah. yeah that was pretty good. Poor Paul Pierce.
2: (laughs) I don't care. Yeah,
1: do I? LeBron ruining Paul Pierce's day again. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're pretty far in to take a break, but everybody deserves one. We'll be back.
0: Hold
1: Hold on, on, hold on. We're back. We have to talk about that. We we are in a screaming hey, match in the studio right Michael, now. Michael,
2: shut up. Let me talk. I am saying that sorry, I apologize for saying shut up. That was great. <laughs> Golden State has gotten lucky every single year they have they have gone they have gone to Put the finals. Put your headphones on. Every single year Golden State has gone to the finals. They've gotten lucky. They have played a team They went once. They they have played a team whose best player has gotten injured in like almost every year of the finals. Every year they've gone to the finals.
1: They've gone to the finals once. No, the Golden State Warriors have gone to the finals three. Oh, I'm sorry. Years. I thought you were saying Oklahoma City. Oh
2: no, sorry. Golden yeah. State. Golden State has gotten lucky every single year, where they've had the team's best player get injured in their series, and then it's just who, a, who
1: got injured in the Oklahoma City series.
2: I think it was Portland. The in the in the round before Damian Lilly got hurt. Oh,
1: you're not going to count that. They would have beaten Portland in five anyway.
2: But it's a difference. No, I think that would have gone six, but they swept them.
1: Six,
0: that's bold.
2: What I'm saying is that it... it, Okay, can I get to my overall point? That's not my overall point. My overall point is that if everything goes how it should go, right, I think they play Oklahoma City in the second round, and then they'd have to play Houston in the conference championship game. That's a tough path. I think both of those series could go seven games. And I think a second. Who's
1: more equipped than Golden State to go through those series?
2: I'm saying uh, what I'm saying is they've never faced that's fair intense adversity in the playoffs before. I think three one to Oklahoma City. No, that's
0: that's intense. That's inten- but as far as like depth of it, throughout that's the one, one series. That's
2: though. one series yeah. in three years that they have faced any adversity. I'm saying if they have back to back series of adversity, I think I think Houston could take advantage of that. You guys will kill me for this. Or, I'm going to stand by it. Or, they will
1: have no problem with Oklahoma City. I don't think they will have any problem if they getting play, by Oklahoma City six at most.
2: If they, I mean, six wouldn't shock me, but I'd say seven. But six wouldn't shock me. I don't like. I don't think that's still. Uh,
1: For those of you who didn't hear our fight, because nobody heard our fight right before this, these guys over here are highly. I think you guys are highly overvaluing Oklahoma that, that's... City. Sure, their peak is a, a lot of talent, a lot of explosive offense, and Matt is crediting their defense. They're not going to hit that ceiling. Oh, my gosh. I just don't know if I believe that, bro. I can't disagree more. Aiden, you said Golden State's not coming out of the West.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was saying that purely just to piss you off.
1: In all, I mean, honestly, Matt. Though, Matt wait, do, wait, do, you think, do you think just, coming, do you think Oklahoma City's coming out of the West?
0: If I mean, if I'm, if you're gonna point a gun to my head, of course not. I'm that not gonna, gonna say that. That my take
2: at the start of the if You're season, gonna hit Golden a gun to State's my head, no. The
0: but my, the whole point of that is this, though. If there's, if, I honestly think Houston would be a terrific matchup against them. and If it gets to that in the Western Conference rounds, it's gonna be it's gonna be neck and neck. All I'm saying is that out of any team in the West, I think the team that's most equipped to beat them is still. It's still Oklahoma City. Now, whether it be up, down, average right now, I don't really give a crap because I feel like they're a team that when it comes down to playoff time, I feel like they'll be ready to go. And I feel like they're just kind of going through the motions right now. Like when you get up for a hype game, when they play Golden State, when they play Houston, when they play Cleveland, like we see that true potential. But then you go back to playing, what, freaking Utah, the Kings, whatever it is, you know, they'll go down. I feel like they're a team that once comes playoff time, that they'll be gelling. And you better look out, Michael, because Russell's coming for you.
1: He should come for me. I-, I have been on Russell Westbrook for week's. Every time we have a podcast I talk about how I just like his game. So yeah, I deserve that, but it's not going to happen, so I'm fine. I mean on a
2: on a realistic note, the Warriors are going to win the finals this year. So.
1: Very easily, I think.
0: I'm just saying, the, I think it's the hardest so far. I think, think
2: if if they have to play the Thunder in the second round and the Rockets in the third round and then the Cavs in the finals, I think they lose in the finals. I just don't know because if they... I think I think the I think the Thunder worst case take them six, but I think it goes seven. I think Rockets worst case take them six, but I think it goes seven. I, I really think that they would have two back to back seven game series facing and then facing the Cavs. That's that's all I'm saying.
1: Here's something I'll bring up to counter that. You th- you said Oklahoma worst Oklahoma City worst case takes them six games. Yeah. Think of how good the Cavs were last year by the time they reached the finals. It's pretty much the same Golden State team. By the time they reach the finals, the Cavs were 12 and 1, had just blown out Boston in the conference finals, yeah, and they lost in five, almost got swept. Yeah. So think of how much can happen against Oklahoma City, who is inferior to that Cavs team of last year.
2: Um I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: that. you wanna you wanna talk about this? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think I think Oklahoma City has a has a similar ceiling to the Cavs. I don't think the Cavs played well in those finals. The Cavs did not match up well against the Warriors.
0: In
1: That's line. what I think the, the biggest Cavs played fine was the in the matches. last three no, the, games. The first two games they struggled. So,
2: Michael, the reason why I'm saying they didn't play fine is because LeBron had to guard Kevin Durant all series long. Richard Jefferson was on him. Okay, LeBron had to guard Kevin Durant all series long. And so what happened was LeBron got tired in midway through the third quarter and the
1: fourth quarter. So Paul George will also get tired.
2: They have Russell Westbrook. You're gonna Carmelo put, Anthony.
1: You're not gonna put Russell Westbrook on See, that's that
0: I will say this. That's where Roberson the oh, yeah, is deadly the to them. Because that's the guy that you can count on to guard him I forgot returns. about that. Okay. Yeah, that's that as well.
2: I would see it going five then. I totally forgot okay. about They Roberson. still beat him by twenty though without him, so I'm oh. just saying. I I okay, I forgot about Roberson. Roberson was a huge that's part a of my loss. calculation for because then Roberson can guard KB he's, he's out
1: for the season, right? Yeah, he yeah. tore his Achilles, I think, or his ACL. Well, we'll see. Guys, I'm uh am going it's to a Blazers game in Portland in 20 days. Dang, who are they That's playing? exciting? The New York Knicks. Yeah, I could have gone the two nights later to see Golden State, but it was about ninety dollars more. I, I was actually really looking forward to seeing Porzingis. <laughs> Dude, that's gotta be saddle so sc- for I feel Lillard. So s-
0: I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm so sorry for you, Mike. Also sorry for Chris Dops, obviously, but so sorry you don't get to see him.
1: Um question for you guys. Hit it's me here. with it. Post deadline. We just talked about how much the Cavs have changed. Because um, we obviously don't agree about anything in the West, but let's see if we agree about anything in the East. Let's see if you guys agree first. I want to get your takes.
0: We're all talking about Toronto here, right?
1: Oh, sorry win in the east aiden will go off yeah, again on uh, toronto. toronto aiden is the toronto no
2: one cares there he is they're the one seed in the east nobody cares you're gonna lose in the second round
1: i saw that they got the one seed yesterday they're up a half game on boston you're now. gonna lose in the <laughs> second round they could, nobody lose, in cares. The, they could lose in the first round actually i really hope that
2: the Cavs and the celtics are not the two and three seeds because that has to be the conference championship game it well, can't be the second
1: le- round leads matchup. into what i'm what i'm gonna ask you now that the deadline is through, we don't know what the Cavs are going to do after this. We don't know if they're going to go on a big losing streak, big winning streak, but you know how they're assembled now, and you know how they can play in the style of play that they might be going for. Are the Cavs still kind of trash? Are they middle of the field? Are they the number two seed in the East, or are they now the best team in the East? Oh,
0: I mean, I would just add to say, you, you can't not. I still feel like it's going to be Cleveland at the top. I mean, I'd agree... If, It's still them at the top right now. Like I said, just looking at that trade though, I mean, you still, you didn't necessarily improve crazily on defense, but you obviously you had to get younger, which you did. And I still think that 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 young age will obviously play a factor too on their defensive end. Um, Overall though, I mean, you look at all the guys you just wiped out. Look at all the guys you get in fresh. You get a younger, youthful, um, you know, guys that can shoot the ball better. And I think that's gonna obviously play well down the stretch. And you get a little more pressure off of LeBron too. So I, I think it'll turn out well for him.
2: Yeah, I think the Caps are the best team in the East now. Yeah. I I think, I think once the playoffs come around, I do think the Celtics' inexperience will show a little bit. You know, it's last, showing now. That's something yeah, else. I Yeah, I think to talk last about. year they had, you know, they had Jay Crowder, they had Avery Bradley, and they had Isaiah Thomas, they had older, not guys that necessarily been Al Horford. They had guys that yeah had been there before to a degree and were older. And I mean, they still have Al Horford, but they lost Avery Bradley, they lost Isaiah Thomas, they lost Jay Crowder now. They're playing with a second-year player, a rookie, and Kyrie Irving's obviously been there, done that. But, I mean, I don't think he's the most mature guy that you want to be
1: leading your team and experience. I mean, he's only the number 13 player in the NBA. Yeah, he is. He's trash. <laughs>
2: Yikes. I'm just kidding. He's not Kyrie. Kyrie Harrison Barnes. Kyrie Irwin is incredible, but he's like the anywhere from the ninth to the thirteenth best player in the NBA.
0: What was well, just to go off of that? Remember last year? What did KD say? He thought that out of pure talent wise, Kyrie is better than Allen Iverson. You remember
1: that statement? Yeah, I mean, said something like that. Allen
2: Iverson's not.
0: No, it's fair.
1: Uh, I want to touch on Boston real quick. Um, quietly, they have they've sort of fallen off a little bit. They have in previous games. I know they came back from one of the deficits, but in a few games now, like th- I think three straight games, they've had 25 point deficits at one point. Uh their energy isn't quite there. They're not playing great offense. Um and their defense, I mean, had been what? Wasn't it the best in the NBA? At uh they had, they had the lowest It still it is the best in the NBA. There. It still is. Okay. I mean the Cavs But they've been giving up an in, in uncharacteristic amount of points. Yeah, I mean recently. the Cavs uh
2: scored the most points against them that any team has. During the season on Sunday.
1: So, Boston's inexperience starting to show. I don't know. They obviously came out of the gate very hot and carried that, you know, pretty much to now, but starting to fizzle a little bit. Um, I mean, people
2: are talking about the Cavs imploding, but out of the last 10 games, Cleveland 6-4, and Boston 6-4. and four.
1: So, it's not like... Well, you know, look at the 10 games before that, though, and it was probably 2-8, and eight, but... Yeah.
2: That's not the point. That doesn't make my point, though, Michael. I'm going to look at the stats that make my point. I'm not going to look at the stats that don't make my point. Gosh. What else are stats for if you don't use them to specifically make your point?
0: That's right, Skip Bayless. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Well, I just want to let the people know. I take shots from Aiden all the whole time, whole night. (laughs) Okay, the thing I had. The other thing I wanted to touch on real quick was just the fact that at the trade deadline the Cavs transformed their team. The other team that they're trying to catch, I mean we're not we're not counting Toronto in this. Boston well, didn't do anything. <laughs> Wait, watch Toronto
2: win the finals no, somehow. Just
1: congrats for them. Honestly, I would so much rather that over. They'll Golden be State. at the
2: parade and they'll end they'll, <laughs> they'll have They'll have
1: they'll have picture up there. Yeah. this
2: they'll, guy. They'll, this they'll call, guy. They'll call us out. The mostly no, NBA no, podcast. Uh, no, they'll start
1: wearing. Uh, you know, how, uh, you, you, know you know how Baker Mayfield was carrying around that silence of Pretenders? They're all going to be wearing shirts that say "Gross." <laughs> thank you <laughs> that took me a second
2: they are gross though no one cares okay nobody cares about toronto
1: except for drake i think a couple of people care about toronto. show
2: me that you can play basketball in the finals michael i think you might be a better basketball i'm sorry in the playoffs michael i think you might be a better basketball player than kyle lowry in the
1: playoffs. i believe that i i think kyle lowry's Kind of trash, but anyway. Okay,
2: that's a stretch. I'm saying playoff. Hot take. Worst
1: I was... worst player on the NBA. <laughs> no, Whoa. I'm <laughs> saying I'm
2: saying playoff Kyle Lowry.
1: Dude playoff is playoff. DeMar DeRozan isn't great. First either. round or second round.
2: <laughs> Any round.
1: No, no. He he goes yeah, through hot and cold stretches. Actually. Okay,
2: one out of every one good game out of every ten games no, is not a hot you. and cold stretch.
1: No, he had a, he had a couple games there last year during one of the, when DeRozan wasn't playing well. Lowry had a couple games that. He basically single handedly won for Toronto. No. That happened. He just admit that, that, I'm that, rejecting the I'm rejecting happened. I'm
2: rejecting your truth and, and putting my own.
1: Back to my point. Boston didn't do anything at, and Boston fans I know and even journalists in Boston were kinda like, What? You know, you have a contender here. You should be making some move, some adjustment mid season when you have a chance to be the number one seed in the Eastern you know, win the Eastern Conference, and they didn't do anything while, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, Cleveland is still in striking distance and, you know, completely revamped their team. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think they're putting too much faith in their current roster, or do you think that they have it figured out by now?
2: I mean, I don't think it's just purely like a confidence thing that they stayed pat. I just don't know what really... They could have done you know the only kind of move that i heard them pursuing was marcus smart as a tradable chip because he's a free he's a restricted free agent after this year which that makes sense i don't really know what all you're gonna get for him besides a late first round pick early second round pick maybe and that doesn't help them win this year marcus smart helps them win this year i don't really see what moves they could have done i don't know how many draft picks they have left
1: do you think they need a veteran?
2: No, I mean I think they'll just be I mean, I really think Boston Boston should hope to compete this year and maybe make the finals. Like if they
1: if they, they make they have as good a chance as they've had since Yeah. You know, I
2: think if they if they make the Eastern Conference finals and they go six games with the Cavs, I think that's a good season for them. And I think now and I
1: think Ooh, th- people would disagree with you there. <laughs>
2: I think people are overhyping what they have. They have Kyrie Irving, who in my opinion is not a top ten player in the league. They have a second year player. They have a rookie, and they have Al Horford. All of them very talented, but I think and it's the first year of them, and it's the first year of them being together. You know, like I think yeah, Brad Stevens is a great coach, but I think I like if you go six seven games with the Cavs, I don't know what else you can really ask for. It's still LeBron James. He's still been to the final seven straight years. Like I think. I think Boston's really look should be looking at yes, let's compete now. Obviously, and that'd be awesome if we can knock the Cavs out and make the finals. They have no chance of beating the Warriors though in the finals. But maybe mean the Thunder.
0: <laughs>
2: but me. But maybe beating. But maybe a year or two from now, if LeBron leaves the Cavs or if LeBron starts to age a little yeah. bit, then then that's really then their moment where then they can maybe make the finals two three years in a row. I think that's really where the Celtics should be targeting. I th- I don't think they should blow their future no, just man. to make the finals this year. That doesn't make sense. They have a really young team. They're the one of the youngest teams. And they've teams done the a NBA. really good
1: job getting to where they are right now, yeah. constructing a roster that's this young and this talented, this fast.
2: You can't rush what they've put together now.
1: All right. I want to recap. Our last top five was Houston, Golden State, Boston, Minnesota, Toronto. I certainly Oh, how the tables turn. Why did we
2: put Toronto
1: in there? Wait, hold on a second. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up with our top five and maybe a hot take or two. Hot take.
0: They beat Brooklyn by one
1: point. Welcome back to the Mostly NBA podcast. We have had some arguing going on,
0: um <laughs> that's an understatement i'm not saying it, it, it turns
1: into writing, arguing same. when we fair, uh get actually, into our top five the same. background noise right now is matt and aiden still arguing <laughs> um houston golden state boston and toronto have survived into this week's top five minnesota has been dropped we are moving boston down the argument right now is happening uh we each have a different team that we think should make it in out of oklahoma city san antonio and cleveland um, I think that San Antonio is a three seed in the West. They have maintained that despite you know a tough West, some shakeups. Oklahoma City playing well behind them, Minnesota playing relatively well behind them, but starting to drop off recently. That's why I think San Antonio should be in there, and they're doing it without uh, important pieces. Uh, Matt has uh, Oklahoma City as his fifth team. Matt, go ahead and give me your Thunder spiel.
0: I just feel like at the end of the day, right now, I mean they they've been inconsistent. We just talked about this recently, though, like. Uh, right now, they just come off a huge, huge, just obliteration of Golden State. I mean, granted, they lose a little bit here and there, but I still they feel lost like to that's the a Lakers f- after that game. Yeah, though. and the Cavs freaking lose to crap point. teams Let too. Everyone loses point. to crap teams on random nights. That's just the NBA. It it's what are, it is.
2: Eighty-two games.
1: He's just sabotaging the whole lot
0: Eighty-two games.
2: Trying to needle both of you. you blow- <laughs> okay, just to recap, the Thunder—they lost to the Lakers. They beat the Warriors. They lost to the you Lakers. You have been putting
1: way too much emphasis on.
2: They lost by twenty-five to the
0: Lakers, though. Which night? The first night or the second the night? The second night. Oh, it's without rest, but come on. Without Russell. They Someone also, else was out that they night, They
2: lost too. to the Pelicans, who didn't have DeMarcus Cousins. They were on a four-game losing streak before they you beat You know what the they Warriors.
1: say, any given night. Listen to game you game. guys. You guys are putting so much on l- last ten games record, whether <laughs> six and four or five and five is better. So much on who was playing on what night on a random single-game basis. That's why I'm the
2: Cavs, because they're a better team. I just don't they know. They have more They talent. haven't been
1: playing better. They just acquired okay, the talent. We so have no not, okay. idea what's happening so, past this point. Okay, you can't I'm base it on this- one regular season game that Boston was playing. Okay. What the f-
2: just- <laughs> <laughs> I threw my bottle of water at you, Michael. Cause you're- so you're mad at me for putting too much thought mad at both in- you. <laughs> okay. So this- I just want you to be clear about this. So you got mad at me for putting too much thought into the Cavs' recent games. Then I throw that out and say the Cavs are- have a better basketball team. And then you get mad at me for not putting thought into recent games. Because they've been a games. better
1: basketball team for like 40 hours. Hey, 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 hey.
2: They beat the Timberwolves and they beat the Celtics. Those they beat
1: the Timberwolves with their old team. skimmed by the And Timberwolves. they beat the Celtics. Hey, In their one game they with beat these guys a, on the court. They
2: beat the Hawks shorthanded. Kyle Korver dropping a 30-bomb exactly. on you, What you know about that.
1: Yeah, he hit a bunch of threes.
2: They also beat Miami. It's a good win. Oh, that, that's a week and a half ago. Yeah, we're talking about their recent games.
1: You're talking about their last <laughs> ten. No, no, one else is talking about the last ten. Okay,
2: Michael, you can't be mad at me for talking about their recent games. I'm just saying you guys are putting... not talking about their recent games, which is what no, you just did.
1: No, that's not what I just did. I wasn't mad at you for not talking about the recent games. I was mad at you for talking about their recent one game, yeah. saying that their team is better now They're because of never that one game. We don't again. know.
2: Do you see the talent on this team? I do. Larry Nance is going to drop a 30-bomb every game. But it's not game.
1: there yet. We don't know if it's there yet. You can't take a one-game sample size and say, look at the talent on this team, they're top five. I'm not
2: taking a one-game sample you size. You are. No, I'm not. There's only been one. I'm putting their recent games in combination with the talent on paper of their roster in combination with the one game they played together which, with no practice. Which Matt and I are chemistry. saying
1: is not enough to put them in the top five and yet. I'm
2: saying no one cares about the Spurs because they're gross and boring. And Whoa! St- and that's I,
1: some heavy disrespect to the San Antonio hot take. Spurs.
2: And I'm saying the Thunder are a good team and on any given night they can beat any team in the NBA. They can also Listen lose to yourself. the Lakers. You could
1: say that about any of these three teams <laughs> on any given night they can beat anyone. Yeah, on any given night the, the Hawks can beat anyone they just did
2: it <laughs> <laughs> exactly so what i'm saying is all since they're equal in those respects in recent games and they can beat anyone on any given night and lose anyone on any given night the Cavs have the most talented team so i'm going with the Cavs.
0: i just think if those two teams were to face off right now fully healthy each side i'm still taking oklahoma city
1: no oh I no am. i disagree there but i, I, I,
2: I i'm saying game tonight Cavs OKC, but uh, it's also Cavs, not about
1: per- one game. If they play each other in one game, who cares? It's not- seven
0: game series, Cavs are being OKC. But we're not in the, in the playoffs yet. That's seven also game not series, the Cavs are being six. the Spurs. Not a good enough defense no. to do that. It would go seven. No,
1: not a good enough defense. Is Kawhi playing, playing in this series? No, we're talking about the teams right now. Talking City, right? We're no, talking he, about said San Antonio. We're Florida. talking
2: about all three teams that we're arguing for. <laughs> the Cavs are not losing to either of those teams in a seven game series. Okay, I'm fine with whatever. I don't care.
1: I don't care either. I just don't. I don't.
2: Should we just say a tie? Should we just go three-way Should we? tie. This is the first time oh, we. No, I was gonna say tie between OKC and the Cavs. <laughs> I mean, no, I see. I see. So I, you're you're Matt.
1: so sure of your opinion and someone else's opinion that you're not even willing to do a three-way tie. No, it's s- just a two-way tie and right off the Spurs.
2: I see Matt's point of view with the Thunder. Yeah, you
1: see Matt's point of view. <laughs> I understand that. I,
2: I'm on. I'm on the Thunder train. I have been since the beginning of the year. So, I like, for me, it's 5A, 5B. But the Spurs, I disagree with.
1: I'm just saying, look what the Spurs have done. Look where they are. Look who's playing. I get that. You don't. I do. You won't even settle for a three-way tire. This is the least we've ever agreed. Like, nobody has budged. And that's never happened. Someone usually budges.
2: I'm budging. I'm saying a tie with. O. I'm KC budging. In the yeah, camel. I agree with Matt a little bit too. <laughs> hey, I budged. I budged one way. You expect me to budge two ways? That's ridiculous. You're budging zero ways. Matt, you're okay to budge with the Cavs, right? I'm fair. Matt's
0: budging. I'm budging.
2: So it looks like only one person here isn't budging. <laughs> Who's being difficult now? If I could just
0: say right now, if these... No, because you guys haven't even considered San Antonio. I did consider San Antonio, and after five seconds of consideration,
2: I ruled them gross and said no.
0: (laughs) I ruled them gross. That's like you just got banished. I ruled them
1: gross. I'm just saying,
2: the Spurs are a very good team, coached by a great coach. What the
1: Spurs have done without Kawhi Leonard... is impressive. ...in the West. Really impressive. ...with the teams coming behind them that are coming behind them. You guys are, are... worshiping at the feet of the Thunder We're with five seed in the West right now Well, the Spurs are two seeds ahead of them without Kawhi Leonard.
2: All right, I'm fine with the three-way tie.
1: Thank you. All
2: right, bye, guys. I'm
1: certainly done. We have, we've had enough hot takes. We've had enough yelling.
2: This is the most amped that you guys have gotten.
1: Yeah, a, a, the thing is, Aiden has stayed so low-key throughout this whole thing. He's just like, he's well, here. I'm
2: just needling you guys. Exactly.
1: He's here. He's looking back and forth, seeing what will upset us the most <laughs> and going with that and then laughing. So, for Aiden and Max, I don't want them to talk anymore. I'm Michael Higgins. This is the Mostly NBA Bye Podcast. Bye, you guys.
2: Have a great week. We're gonna
1: Hey, we're going to have a really fun episode next time, by the way. We've got some really cool things planned. It's not going to be the traditional episode because uh, we'll be after the All-Star break. It'll be the home stretch. I, there shouldn't be as much to talk about after as much as like a trade deadline. So we've got some fun stuff planned. We might do a little draft. We uh, we might uh, debate whether or not golf is a sport. Who knows? Hey. So. Golf is definitely a are sport. You what are you
0: serious right tell-
2: Who thinks golf isn't a sport?
1: Michael, you can't be. Get out of here. Just go. Get out. We'll see you guys next time.